0: Hi, everyone. This is James Giglio, CEO of MVP Interactive, and welcome to the MVP podcast. Our podcast will bring insight to a range of topics involving technology, consumer engagement, experiential marketing, and general business related subjects. This show will host not only our great roster of clients from the professional sports world, along with Fortune 500 brands and agencies, but other entrepreneurs and startups. We hope our podcast brings value, and thank you for listening. For general inquiries or topic requests, please email mvppodcast at mvp-interactive.com and please subscribe to our YouTube page and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud with account name MVP Interactive. Welcome everyone. This is the third edition of the MVP podcast and today's special guest HTTR is Jennifer Hinkle with the Washington Redskins. Jennifer is the vice president of digital marketing. So Jennifer, welcome. Thanks for coming along and doing our podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's it's always nice to see you pass through Philadelphia and uh, even though that we're rival cities, it's... uh, you know, like all of our clients, we develop some strong relationships and friendships as a result of that. So um, thanks so much for your time.
1: Glad to be here. Glad we are not playing the Eagles. Today too.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, OK, great. So we wanted to come in and talk about, uh, you know, you obviously, and the work that we've done together uh, with the Redskins and, um, you know, through some of your sponsors as well. And uh, but I think it would be helpful if we learn a little bit more about you know, your role as the VP of Digital Marketing and and knowing uh, you really have your your hands in a a lot of productions or a lot of tasks with the team. So uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your background and uh, what you do with the Redskins.
1: Sure, Um, I oversee all of our digital properties at the Redskins, so everything from websites to social to mobile to email database marketing, um, as well as emerging technologies. Um, started there let's see this will be season number 12 so um, I actually started there as an intern in PR way back in the day out of college and then um, took a quick quick stint up the road to a, to another team and then came back to oversee digital and it's obviously evolved a lot since I've been there um, no social media presence when I when I first started and Really, actually, know Facebook for that matter. Stone so. ages, as we remember. Stone ages. <laughs> yes, I can tell you about our first MySpace page. If we really wanted to go backwards, but um, it's evolved a lot. We were running our e-commerce business um, when I first joined them. A lot of that's changed and been outsourced since. But um, it's been a fun, fun ride. Uh, our owners oversees our digital media committee uh, for the league. So. Um, we've had an opportunity to do a lot of, um, forward thinking and investments in the space, which has made it a lot more exciting. So,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, you really have your hands in the, as mentioned, uh, across, uh, you know, a lot of responsibilities all focused on digital and technology. And so, uh, I think when we originally engaged in, in our discussions a couple of, geez, I guess four or five seasons ago now, um, You know, we were approached and uh, you had a sponsor in mind that you were looking to really drive a destination uh, or a fan base to a destination within the the stadium. One of the things that I immediately noticed about the fan base is it's an absolute party uh, at FedEx Field. You know, win, lose or draw. You have some really strong, uh, very strong fan base, rabid fans dedicated. It's a great tailgate experience. But. Take us back in time a little bit, you know, knowing that it is we, us as newcomers really viewing things on the technology side, but when you had originally thought of the idea for the social lounge that is now living in its fifth season at FedEx, um, you know, bring us through that journey on, uh, you know, our introduction to you.
1: Sure. It was a very collaborative effort, which I think most of our sponsorships agreement um, tend to be, but... Um, was working with Paul Shah at the time and um, he had a, a real vision for what he thought was the next best thing I think it all kind of coincided with the fact that uh, going to a football game these days is a huge commitment and we are very fortunate that our fans are super dedicated and they always come back for more, win or lose and it is a great uh, environment and uh, candidly I've think watching a sports environment, uh, a sport in person is always the best environment, but it's tough now with, you know, better TVs and uh, Red Zone Channel and things like that, that it it makes it a little bit uh, tough to get a draw. So I think what we were thinking first and foremost was the fan experience and how we could create an environment in our stadium that was super unique, something that you couldn't get at home, um, something that would really draw the fans in. Uh, at the same time, big uptick in the social space. So it was kind of a no-brainer to, um, to do something that, that crossed both of those um, two things together. And then, of course, the addition of the sponsor where we could really position them in a space that they wanted to be in. And big brand, so branding wasn't necessarily their number one priority. And it, it gave us a chance to do something super unique and i think um it shows that has it been five years now
0: we're headed into
1: (laughs) But we've evolved it every year we've made a bunch of additions it still continues to be a destination we have big plans for what we want to do again this year um it's been exciting and no it's probably not the number one reason why fans are coming to fedex but we'd like to think it certainly enhances their experience when they do come out and uh, and they can participate. I think one of the enhancements that, maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but um, I think the 360 VR, uh, a lot of people look at that as something that's a little bit kitschy. Some people mm-hmm. are using it for a lot of different um, types of uh, business, and you know, uh, new stadiums are using it a lot for that vision, but I thought um, that experience alone was something that was super unique, and we were kind of first in the space to really emerge the fan into that pregame experience make them feel like they're in the locker room with the team warming up and um i thought that turned out really well and it's kind of proven itself we took it to our game in london and fans over there went nuts for it we just rolled it back out for our draft day party which uh, tends to have a lot more kids and they were it's just it's a really neat neat thing and um, I was happy that we were able to create a number of experiences to really complement that that one because it doesn't really get old when you're that big of a fan and, and you want to feel like you're part of the team, so. Yeah,
0: that, that's awesome to hear. And, um, you know, it was equally as fun and exciting to actually produce the content. Uh, one being a, a sports fan and uh, being involved in technology. So when you're able to blend the two, it's really, fun. <laughs> it's a it's a fun day at the office when we get to shoot and have the inside access. And, you know, I, I think it's uh, despite the emerging technology that virtual reality is, I think the way that uh, you guys integrated the the helmet to the headset was also a perfect blend of uh, what the fan passion allows for or, or what they demand. And just the sheer fact of putting a helmet on is still such a popular and, and something that really most people aren't accessible to, right? And just something as simple as that and then taking it to the 21st century with the VR and giving Full access, you know, like you said, is a perfect, you know, holistic experience to really get in the game, so to speak.
1: And you only got kicked off the field once, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: You know, yes. I mean, coaches, no, coaches, you know, have a different uh, philosophy on us, uh, producers.
1: I think it's tough when you're in the business that we get a little bit jaded by these experiences because it turns out to be kind of your everyday. And after you know, 11 seasons with the Redskins, that's a ton of games there. So. Um, I think it's neat to kind of recreate some of these things and, and take it. You, you realize that these are super unique for the majority of people and that most uh, sports fans are really passionate. So to give them something really unique, like putting on the helmet, which right. sometimes is a it's an oversight or seeing the Super Bowl trophies is they're in our lobby every day. So right. um, those are the things that um, kind of bring it bring it back down and realize that that this is a pretty cool business to be part of. So
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I would consider consider the Redskins as one of the legacy NFL teams, right? I mean, it's uh, an uh, organization that began in the you know the '30s, 1937, I believe, and um, with that, the success. Five NFL championships, three of which being Super Bowl. I think I have that right. But um, which obviously through the 70s and 80s develops a, uh, a rabid and loyal fan base winning those championships. How, from your perspective, do you really tie into the fan loyalty in your digital marketing, uh, even when we're talking about technology? But what is, what is some of the team's philosophies to really tie into the loyalty of the fan base?
1: Um, like I said, I think we're really fortunate to have that Uh that true history and loyal fan base. Um, we've got fans in all fifty or season ticket holders in all fifty states, and um, it's a true testament to that group that's um, stuck around for a long time. And it's been a minute since we've had that Super Bowl win, and mm-hmm. unfortunately had to watch the rivals up the road uh, <laughs> finally grab one of those. But I think um, something that it has affected our business is is that history. Our fan base tends to skew a little bit older. I don't think we're unique in um, trying to chase out, down that millennial market, right, and make convert them into um, hopefully, you know, fans in the stands uh, down the road. But I think there's been a little bit um, a reluctance, really, to take that next step forward into that True digital environment Mm -hmm. and launching things that are, uh, you know, the emerging technologies in the VRs that we don't necessarily think may appeal to an older fan base. But the reality is, is that all of this is shifting. And I think um, even our older fan base, majority of people do have a smartphone these days, and um, if whether they know how to use it or not, most at least know how to. My mom's expert at emojiing. doesn't always answer but yes so she's got that down but um, I think um, it's something that it was a challenge both from the front office side um, just people being a little bit reluctant to change and then also embracing that technology and and which technology to embrace and what to invest in because it's uh, evolving so quickly it's kind of kind of tough to keep up with and then making sure again that we're keeping that fan experience top of mind because um, you know, that's when people get more frustrated by the losing is when everything sure. else is is a little bit tougher, right? So right. Um, the history side uh, has been a lot of fun to also work with because you do find that there's really neat ways to now um, bring back up archives and good old hashtag TBT um, has allowed us to um, you know, resurface old photos and video content and things that still really remind our fans that they've been around for. Uh, you know, the team's been around for 85 years. Yeah. They've been part of it through the whole thing, and um, and and hopefully just draw in new fans to and younger fans because of that rich history and tradition.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's so unique. And, um, you know, you always do this, despite, again, uh, we, we, we have loyalty to all of our clients, but, uh, (laughs) to new clubs, you always, there is that sense of history and, and, and you really root for, um, you know, these legacy type teams because there's such a a rich history to the league and to the fabric of the NFL. And, you know, even digressing a little bit, but uh, as awesome as it is to see like the Las Vegas Knights as a a new franchise kind of take the helm and and make it to the Stanley Cups, um, you know, it's it's neat to watch, um, you know, the history really transcend uh, performance on occasion. Um, and so that was my first reaction in uh, working with uh, your organization is um, the sheer loyalty, uh, the passion and, you know, what it's like to be a Redskins fan um, because it is deep rooted into the, the fabric of the, you know, the individual. So it's. Uh, yeah. Cool and experience. I think
1: the history transcends our progress. Um for a lot of people that were there during those uh, glory days, but I think um, it's been a a really important evolution for us to realize that can't just focus on history and that older fan, older player group, that there's Mm -hmm. a lot of actually, um, I learned a statistic recently that more uh, Redskins alumni end up retired in the DC area than any other team, which is um, something really fortunate because we have a lot of players that are kind of newly out of the game and fans just resonate to them just as much as some of these um, just famous, famous, you know, Super Bowl uh, players as well. So it's been exciting to um, try to leverage that more recent history to get some of that younger fan base engaged because um, it is a true uh, fraternity of players and players. it's it's exciting, but yeah,
0: that that's actually an interesting point, and it leads me to my next question. Because uh, you know, again, being uh, in in the stadium during games, you're always passing Joe Theismann, you're 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 seeing Doug Williams, and you know, talk about you know the community outreach and what the team's involvement, maybe leveraging those those players and um, kind of the passion of the fans to kind of bring community work together, and and your involvement there.
1: Sure. Um. We have a phenomenal charitable foundation uh, run by Jane Rogers, and she has um, truly revamped the focus of the uh, foundation, how they're uh, raising money, how they're spending money, and uh, a lot of it goes uh, unnoticed, I think, and they, they just do this tremendous job uh, locally Um, across DC, Maryland, Virginia, and various schools. They've uh, started brand new programs. They've focused uh, the younger um, age groups more on that reading curriculum and education and that middle school group, a lot more on fitness and activity. Uh, They recently launched a a program fit program with uh, DC public schools and it coincides with their um, actual curriculum. We know that a lot of uh, these public schools are having um, gym, PE, those things removed from the curriculum due to budget cuts, so um, they've put this enormous amount of, of time and effort into this and uh, focused on a few really uh, key marquee programs throughout the year, mm-hmm. um, whether it's around uh, breast cancer survivors or it's around the school programs. We, we just did a really neat project with Dale Earnhardt, who's a huge Redskins fan. Um, we, we built a library at a school and just to watch the kids come in. Uh, we've got a group of players that constantly participate, active players, where they're spending their only day off during um, the week and season to volunteer in these schools and at these programs. And I think it's a, a testament to what that group has done to really um, get their Get them to volunteer, get them to participate on that level, and a lot of them have their own foundations, which um, we've gotten involved with as well. So um, that said, we we do get a lot of support from alumni. We get a lot of support from active players, and more recently, some support from from full-time staff. We've tried to do the pl- good old playground builds and things mm-hmm. like that. It helps with team bonding anyway, but um, it's. Uh, it's a lot of fun to cover and I, I'd even say from the digital side, it's a lot of stuff that we really want to put out there and share because it is that off helmet content and right. you really get a true look at these players that are, are dedicating so much time and effort into making positive things happen in the community. And um, you know, our owner Dan Snyder has actually done a tremendous amount of work and um, financed a number of these projects in our community and and often doesn't uh, quite get the credit that he deserves in that space. but um, it's it's just so super important and I think as we're looking as to the future of the team, continuing to focus um, both on the field and off the field efforts is is a huge undertaking, but it it goes hand in hand at the end of the day
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely well it makes uh, makes all the reason of um, you know the way the team is generally valued within the top five most uh valuable franchises in the nfl according to forbes and um you know when you really have a holistic approach with community outreach uh creating a, a very loyal fan base and then um you know creating a a, um, a great game day experience you're you're going to certainly win for for your fans um with that knowing all of such being uh, important to sponsors Talk to us, to maybe some of our listeners uh, on the corporate sponsorship side in, in terms of strategies or you know what your relationship, your te- the team relationship with sponsors and you know, when you look to new uh, companies or sponsors to be a part of the organization, uh, walk us through that and, and what you guys really look for in, in partnering with other businesses.
1: Sure, it's definitely shifted dramatically even since um, I've been around. I think um, the days of the sign in the stadium, are a little bit dated i think uh the branding piece is still very important even to your top top um, corporate sponsors but i think there's been a huge shift in truly integrating them into the experience and as a result everything's become much more collaborative which i think is really of benefit to both the brand and the team so we're not just um putting a logo on something that may be a little bit of a disconnect, but really mm-hmm. trying to um, slow things down a little bit and plan things out so that the, all KPIs are met from both sides, but also that we're really, again, it goes back to that fan and, and making sure that they are um, seeing this integrated experience and really relating the brand to what we're trying to accomplish As well it's a feel good for everybody so that it doesn't just feel like a forced advertisement Um, it's challenging in that we work with so many different kinds of sponsors both from what they're what industry they're in to um, how big or small they are so we've got local sponsors versus the national sponsors we've share some league sponsors and some are not league sponsors so it's always a little bit of a challenge to work through um, all of those different uh, vantage points and everyone's kind of in a different place but um, I think we're in a great position to kind of push our sponsors to do a little bit more mm-hmm. maybe do things that are a little bit edgier that they're not quite used to because the sports landscape is changing and we're all trying to figure it out together. Sure. I don't think anyone has a has the right answer just yet and it's um, maybe different tomorrow than it is today but um, it's been really exciting because we've uh, had the opportunity to work with some really really big brands and done some really um, I think really valuable things in the space and I think both groups can walk away feeling good about it and um, wanting to re looking forward to re-engaging um, again the following year the other thing that's changed a lot with the league um, just even in the last 10 years is they've truly created that 365 day experience and yeah um, for a long time you talked about being year-round but it, it's truly from the minute the season starts it, now it's training camp is really the start of the season and it goes through December then you've got the playoffs you've got Super Bowl it goes right into the combine and um, draft and it's schedule release and everything it's just kind of non-stop and it's a huge opportunity from the digital side for for content and behind the scenes, and again, community stuff that's going on year-round. But also, I think the sponsors really benefiting now from it's not just a, a four or five-month engagement; it's they're truly integrated in with our yeah. brand year-round. And and you know, there's a lot of um, surveys that go out that show that people really see true brand recognition through. Um, sponsorship marketing still right. to this day so
0: you know that's a really good point because as you were telling us about all the different uh, sponsors that you work with both big and small you know having a and in the NFL you're you're absolutely right that it is an every single 365 you know day experience um, for for fans and so I'd imagine that opens up a lot of opportunities you know in terms of inventory or strategies on you know using brand x at some other larger events or maybe even you know creating a package for a smaller brand that you know can integrate into um, you know maybe a community event or something along those lines and um you know i'd imagine it it, it creates a lot of value for all of your sponsors
1: there's almost endless inventory i mean it, it really is bound by what our resources will allow us to pull off. <laughs> right. And some of these happen one after the next. But um, again, with, yes, you're right, the platforms and the social space, and uh, combined with the social space, it really gives you uh, just endless um, ideas and opportunities. And it's just a matter of, of executing them and at the right time in the right space to, to really get um, the most value out of it for the brand. But yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: very cool. All right, so knowing that we're in the off season here, uh, is there anything that you can speak to in the future that we can tease, maybe for the upcoming season, uh, maybe another event that that you're you're putting on or anything fans could look forward to both on just the team end or maybe even the digital end?
1: Oh, I thought we were gonna talk about my vacation. Um, Uh. (laughs) No, um, I think so. I think uh, we're already, like I said, year round, we've been doing a lot of planning Um, Our next really big event is training camp. So we'll be down in Richmond again. This, I believe, is our fifth year down there. We've got a separate uh, practice facility. We've done a lot trying to engage that Richmond community. We have a very strong fan base down there, too. But just bringing our fans down and and ramping up the tourism there has been a a key goal for us and, and trying to get fans out to see the team. And it's really a unique opportunity because training camp is... You're you're up close and personal there. It's a very yeah. small venue, and um, you can really see practice and and it's hot, and you feel like you're in the mix without the VR headset on. So, <laughs> um, I think uh, we've got some new ideas there. We've got a a, a relatively new partner um, in the space that we're trying to. Um, they're very edgy and more on the entertainment side, so we're trying to come up with some new things for this season there as well. And um, I wouldn't say anything uh, totally groundbreaking, but we are expecting some new stadium renovations that I think is gonna open up um, opportunities around our social lounge. And um, awesome. and I think it's gonna drastically improve the fan experience. From the technology side, same thing. Um, easier ways uh, for, uh, mobile ticketing and concessions and, and things like that are on the horizon. And then, of course, everyone's waiting for the announcement on the new location of our new <laughs> stadium. That was my next new question. Stadium. Yeah, yeah. So still could be uh, up to 10 years out, but... Um, are
0: we yeah. getting a moat? That's the big question. I, we, we all saw the first rendering, and, and for our listeners, I'm not sure if you had seen this, but if you do a, a quick Google search on the uh, the Redskins' new stadium, it, it is designed with a moat around it, which uh, looks amazing.
1: <laughs> yes, that was for all Eagles fans, too. Not, no, I'm just kidding. But um, that was a very, very early rendition of the stadium. I've seen some um, drawings since, but I get the impression it's all still kind of a work in progress. I think once they figure out the exact location it's it'll probably really uh take off so yeah but i think what you can expect is uh, that work play live environment i think they're going for which it'll make it a, a true destination it's not just going to be that stadium that right. um is operational 10 days a year it's going to be a much more year-round community-friendly um space so they're planning for a lot of um uh really neat, um, athletic spaces and, uh, potentially some, um, other event spaces. So I think it's going to be a really exciting time for the team, uh, no matter which location they pick, um, just to, to have something for all of our fans to look forward to. And, um, again, kind of doing things a little bit differently where, going to make this a much more collaborative experience trying to bring some of our bigger partners to the table early as part of the planning process instead of doing the retrofit thing later. So hopefully um, this will go off without a hitch. But we still have a little ways out, but I think um, it's definitely an exciting time, especially if they announce it soon.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, that, that is a good cliffhanger. And maybe, maybe we end it right there with uh, food for thought for the <laughs> listeners. But um, on a serious note, it is it is awesome to kind of see this trend of the, the mixed-use lifestyle uh, facilities where uh, okay. you really need to incentivize the fans that are spending good, hard-earned money to come out. And you don't want it just for 60 minutes uh, of the game. You want a, a full-day experience. So... Um, very cool to hear that. That's definitely in the works, and we're, we're excited to. Are we expecting news uh, soon, or when? When's this announcement?
1: Um, I've been hearing we're going to announce it in the next six months for the last year. So I'll leave okay. it. I'll leave it <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, stay but tuned. But I, I do think it it's probably going to be relatively soon because I think there's a lot of planning that's going into all of this, and it's tough to to really. Uh, Go for it if you don't know exactly where it's going to be, but I, you know, above my pay grade. I'm I'm pretty sure some (laughs) people may know a little bit more than I do here, but I I think it's going to be a really neat um, time. I think there's going to be some really neat activations um, that we can engage fans more around uh, year round. So that should be yeah, very cool,
0: very cool. Well, Jennifer, I know that you're pressed for time, so thank you so much for joining us. This was. uh, As always, great time to spend with you, and uh, we really appreciate you coming along.
1: Sure. Anytime. All right. Thanks.